971 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. Frank, how are you this afternoon? Good to be with you, Mark. Hope you're doing well. What in the world is going on in the world of the St. Louis Blues? Because it doesn't seem like the last couple of weeks have gone very well. No, it hasn't. And um, they are slowly fading for that final playoff spot. There's still time to get back in it. But it's a big game tomorrow against Minnesota at 5 o'clock. But it's just a case of they've done the best they can. Uh, I, I just think that in the end it's about talent and they have a lack of talent. Now, could Jordan Bennington get smoking hot here and get them going again? Yes. But the trade deadline is March 8th, and if they are slumping into that deadline, I would not be surprised if some big names are moved, including Pavel Buchnevich, who may be their most complete player. It just seemed so promising a couple of weeks ago. You know, they had, I think at one point, what was it, like five of seven they had won, and they come out of the break and they stumble, and then they stumble again. They get that one game a week and a half ago where they score multiple goals, but then it just hasn't gone well since then. So uh, it's a season, I think, that many people had anticipated, though, Frank, if we're being honest. Yeah, and the scary thing, Mark, is if they move Buchnevich, we may be in the exact same situation next year at this time because the hope of the franchise is probably not ready for next year. The Snuggerudes, the uh, Dalibor Dvorskis, they're not going to be ready. So, I mean, I, I don't know where the light is at the end of the tunnel, at least in the near future. I still like their long-term future, but we could be in the same situation next year. Give me some good news out of Jupiter. I mean, when we talked on Monday, they were just kind of getting going with games down there. Are we seeing anything that we can assess effectively at this point from spring training, Frank? Um, Not a whole lot, but I will say this. Alec Burleson, um, after they acquired Brandon Crawford, his job became in peril, and Alec Burleson had two hits today. He's hitting 545. That final roster spot may come down to Burleson, who really can rake, and Matt Carpenter, who's yet to hit down there. So that's that's like the only big, I think, job, you know, battle going on right now. Um, keep an eye on this name. His name is Gordon Graceffo. He is a former first-round draft choice. He looks, out of cent- looks, looks like he's out of central casting to be a big league starter. Today against the Mets, he went two scoreless. I really like his future. But not a whole lot of things going on. Oh, one other moment. On yesterday, Mason Wynn had a play that was part Ozzie Smith and part Sean Dunstan. The hand-eye coordination of Ozzie and the Dunstan rocket arm, I'm telling you, this kid is a star in the making. I've never seen a shortstop throw a ball like this guy. I wow, love that. I that's love awesome. That. Yeah, what, by the way, and I don't know that we, we talked about this uh, earlier, what did you think, maybe we did on Monday, but the Brandon Crawford signing became official. That's not, you know, the biggest piece of the puzzle, but a little bit of a, 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 an addition to, you know, kind of dance around these injuries with Tommy Edmund. I kind of like it because I've always liked him as a player, Frank. Yeah, they had to do it because Tommy Edmonds not going to be ready opening day, and there's nobody in the organization who can play shortstop behind Mason Wynn. And keep in mind, two years ago, Brandon Crawford was sixth in the MVP balloting. I mean, this is a guy, four gold gloves, three all-star games, two World Series titles. He is a winner. Now, the problem is he's never sat, and they let him know when he signed, hey, we are bringing you in to be Mason Wynn's backup. But maybe a play, you know, one and a half times a week at short, maybe a DH. He's a good player, and I'm glad they picked him up. What's coming up on Sunday night on Sports Plus? Okay, uh, a really heartfelt interview with Kelly Chase, who's battling leukemia, who's about as candid about the situation as you possibly can be. You will laugh, you will cry, you will be, uh, I think, enthralled by the interview. And then the other thing is, we're doing a piece on Irv Goody, who's a great football player with a big red, 
and he um, he's he's battling some some dementia issues right now. But the way he's battling it with dignity, and you know, the the question is, was it all worth it? And we'll get into that whole thing too. So I got a lot of uh, probing stuff on Sunday night. Yeah, and I'm, I was not as up to speed on what's going on with uh, with Chaser, but I guess there's a big charity game coming up called Puck Cancer, April 5th, Centene Center, proceeds benefiting the Simon Cancer Center through the Jimmy V Foundation. So that's coming up, I'm guessing. You'll talk about that Sunday night. Yes, sir. Hey, Caitlin Clark is coming up, too, this weekend. Is she going to do it, Frank? Uh, well, the reason she made big news yesterday was she decided to go to the WNBA next year. She's going to put her name in the draft. And it's interesting because she's made 910000 this year at the University of Iowa. The salary she'll make in the WNBA as a rookie is 76000 Now, you could say, wait a minute, all these endorsements will go with her. I don't know if I like the idea. I think that if you've got a chance to come back and play another year and be almost a godlike figure where every place yeah. you go, that you, your people are waiting outside for two hours and you are the biggest thing in college basketball, male or female, as opposed to going into the WNBA where there hasn't been much interest, where the league loses about $10 million. I think I would have stayed at Iowa, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, because couldn't she have – I mean, I'm sure they, they did the math on this, but couldn't she have capitalized on some NIL stuff if she well, That's what she did to make 910000 this year. Yeah, that's, she, she's killing it with NIL, but I think maybe a lot of those NIL advertisers – will probably go with her to the WNBA. Oh, I see what yeah. you're saying. Okay, yeah. I might have missed uh, a little bit of that. Frank, you have a great weekend, and we'll talk uh, on Monday afternoon. Sounds great. Take care. Get more at 971talk.com.